This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bring it in, morning cheer. U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi, you ugly. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! There is in Yorkshire a little country village whose pastoral charm is reflected in its poetic name. It's called Bugthorpe. But recently, Bugthorpe has acquired a further distinction. To match its unusual name, it has acquired an unusual inhabitant. The newcomer is a badger. Her name is Yogi, and she must be one of the tamest badgers there's ever been. It's a good thing it's the weekend. What? Uh, it's, it's the weekend. Good thing. What? A good thing it's the weekend. Oh, yeah. TGIF. <laughs> exactly. Don't bogart that joint. My friend, pass it over to me. Well, we've got a couple of active beavers. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Come on, Allie, either spit it out or don't. <laughs> Roll another one. I know this guy. I know this guy down in Guatemala. Just like the other one. I just wanted people to like me more. This one seems to be allowed. Oh, this is sad now. It's just sad. It's our time to shine. 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 Let's shine. Whoop, whoop. And now, you two are very sexy people. Thank you. 200 bucks, you let me lick your foot. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 8th of February. Allie. Hey. Allie's back. back. Allie's alive. She's Hi. alive. I am. How was Las Vegas? It's pretty good. I love... Aw. Gotcha. We trapped you. We gotcha. Dang it. Let me hear some of that. Uh, let me hear some of that voice. Is it back? Oh, the voice is back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking. It's yeah, also an odd request. It is well, odd. Let me hear some of that bad. voice. It sounded a little bit uh, froggy uh, just in a few words, I and I, I just wondered if she was uh, back at full strength. Gotcha. I think I'm back at full strength. However, I had the wind knocked right out of me um, as soon as I got here. And uh, Chip, I'm sorry to bring this up, but... Um, I'm still getting over it. I know. So sitting here, just typing away, doing stuff, and Bean looks through the camera and says, Chip, did you get a haircut? And I said, oh, look at you, Bean, noticing things. And without missing a beat, he said, and I quote, well, I have to keep up with her hair so I can adjust it in my dream. Oh, oh 
That's oh not, my god. Uh, oh my god. I don't feel like that. Within a minute of being here, and yeah. it affected me, sure. let alone Chip. <laughs> I don't know. Luckily, I have no soul, so it's fine. That's good. She got hazard pay. Good lord. <laughs> Look, it was just the one time, but in case it ever happens again, I, I mean, just, I want it to be accurate. You right. know, I pay attention to details. Do sure. we just send this into HR, like the whole segment, <laughs> or just the sentence? <laughs> Hey, um, Kevin, I, I can't. I can't remember. I get confused. Uh, you do or do not watch the news. I, I I can't remember which one you are. I mean, in general, I don't watch the news because I'm a kid. Okay, that's right. You're the one who doesn't watch the news, right? Um, are you? By the way, I just like to say I don't know how you people, anybody that watches the news a lot, um, can function. Yeah, it's hard. It's so depressing and angry. I'll tell you, I'll t- I, I can answer that okay, question. Go. Because as bad as the news is most days, some days you wake up and you see the headline, no thank you, Mr. Pecker. And that makes everything <laughs> worthwhile. It's worth paying attention because of no thank you, Mr. Pecker. Now, do you know what that's a reference to? I do not. Jeff Bezos yesterday put up a post curiously on medium.com instead of on the Washington Post website which is the newspaper he owns. Jensen, can you, for a million years, figure out why he didn't post this on the Post site? I have two theories. One, yes, please. One is he would drive a billion views. Yeah, one is he, he's an investor in Medium, which uh, we don't know for sure, and I, don't, I, don't, I know people have been thinking it mm-hmm. since he posted it, but I, I, okay. I would guess maybe he's now an investor in it. And then the other one is it, it pushes him away from the bias, quote-unquote, of right. what Washington Post has, uh, quote-unquote, again, been doing since Trump's election. So he wanted to stay away from... Right, the, but the Post has opinion columnists that are not held to the same journalistic standards as the ethically, reporters. Ethically, you you don't post it on something well, you own. Well, sort of. He could be. It could be an opinion from the editor, from the yeah. owner. But okay. Either way, I, I think I think he has a piece of medium. I see what you're saying, and that makes sense. What you're saying, Ali, too, is is. Yeah, he's just trying to separate it from the business. Right. All right, so Kevin, just so here's trying to happened. figure out what was said. I well, think if, he, tight. if he stays on medium.com, though, I do hope he just puts up GIFs and stuff. <laughs> what happened, Kevin, is that he was, legal opinions vary, but he was either blackmailed or extorted or whatever word you want to use by AMI, which is the, the parent company of the National Enquirer led by David Pecker. That's the no thank you, Mr. Oh. Pecker. They wrote to him and said, if you don't back off from investigating the National Enquirer and tr- and trying to make it look like we are politically motivated with these stories that, by the way, we already know that they have a catch and release policy with Trump stories. If you don't, if you don't back off, we are going to post all sorts of incriminating stuff that we hacked from your text messages with your mistress what selfies and sexy talk and this whole thing is so confusing to me for so many reasons not the least of which is it's already widely known and acknowledged that he had this mistress he and his wife have already separated and started the divorce proceedings so it's not like this is breaking news that he cheated on his wife okay his wife's already walked away with a 500 million dollars or whatever it is how much you say 500 million dollars oh no she's I thought it was billions. Billions. Yeah. Oh, billions. billions. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is the richest man in the world. And she's right. now the richest woman in the world. <laughs> That's <laughs> and true. I guess, and I guess I was also just thinking so much about this yesterday. Is it smart or dumb to try to blackmail the richest man in the world? Smart because stupid. he has money, but stupid because there's no way you can ever match him dollar for dollar in fighting back, right? No. So dumb. 
And this it's funny is the en- dumbest. And it's funny enough because his defense is zero dollars. <laughs> like the right. Thing, the thing he put up on Medium.com is free to him. Like right. He, he, I mean, obviously had attorneys and stuff looking over, mm-hmm. but like he didn't go to court to fight back. He didn't do anything. He just posted the emails. And how are you going to put blackmail in emails? Yeah. Like, don't don't you do it differently? Yes. That's one, one opinion a lot of people said yesterday is, what attorney would allow this to be in writing? Right. Yeah. And That's I guess craziness. They thought, I guess they thought the cover was that Bezos would be so embarrassed or whatever that he would never let it get out that yeah. this had happened, right? I like I like that they just threw out, we uh, we hacked your texts and we have them all. <laughs> and then they just moved on as if that's not something. Uh, and then the other thing that's crazy is they describe each photo. That well, I have that here, Jensen. And oh. they do it in the most embarrassing way, and Bean <laughs> will show you, but it does it does give you the feeling that they were trying to embarrass him back into a hole. Yeah. And by the way, let me just say this about that. Jeff Bezos is ripped. Like, yeah. how do you embarrass that dude if he's standing around with his shirt off? Yeah, he's very and buff. apparently, from what I've read, uh-huh. right? you know what I'm he's, saying? He's got sure. nothing to be ashamed he of. He is well endowed. He's got a big penis, is what <laughs> right. I'm saying. No, we understand. It's we apparently understand. huge, right. right? Yeah, we got yeah. that, yeah. I don't know um, if you... Here's the, uh, here's the note. Uh, I'm leaving the office for the night. I will be, again, this is coming from the National Enquirer attorney. I am leaving the office for the night. I will be available on my cell. Here's the number. However, in the interest of expediting the situation and with the Washington Post poised to publish unsubstantiated rumors of the National Enquirer's initial report, I want to describe to you the photos obtained during our news gathering. In addition to the below-the-belt selfie, otherwise colloquially known as a D-pick, mm-hmm. the Enquirer obtained further nine images that include Mr. Bezos' face selfie at what appears to be a business meeting. Oh, my God. Not what if we see meeting. that? What? Oh, God. I'll never buy from Amazon again. (laughs) Ms. Sanchez response. That's Lauren Sanchez, former uh, news uh, anchor here in Southern California, who is the mistress, now girlfriend. A photograph of her smoking a cigar in what appears to be a simulated oral sex scene. That's very Lewinsky-esque, isn't it? Sure. They or love she... big, fat, juicy pickles. Or is she just smoking a cigar? I don't know. A shirtless Mr. Bezos holding his phone in his left hand while wearing his wedding ring. He's wearing either tight black cargo pants or shorts, and his semi-erect manhood is penetrating the zipper of said garment. Uh, I'd be more embarrassed by the cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and by the way, they make a point of mentioning his wedding ring yeah, because that's, that's their point is they're saying, oh, he was cheating on his wife, which we already all know. Right. I mean, if it's already out there, how is this blackmail material? Well, wait, did this come out after? I'm Now I'm confused by what you're saying. Did this come mm-hmm. out after the news had broke? I thought this was before we all knew. I thought it was after the news had broke, but let's check that time. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, uh, full length body selfie of Mr. Bezos wearing just a pair of tight black boxer briefs or trunks with his phone in his left hand while wearing his wedding ring. A selfie of Mr. Bezos fully clothed. A Uh, full length. A full length. (laughs) And Ali's just mad because he's fully clothed. (laughs) A full length, scantily clad body shot with short trunks. A naked selfie in a bathroom while wearing his wedding ring. Mr. Bezos is wearing nothing but a white towel, and the top of his pubic region can be seen. Hello! By the way, if I looked as good as Bezos does, I would do nothing but post <laughs> pictures like that. Just walk around like that all day, every day. Miss Sanchez wearing... Oh, yeah, I'm just going... <laughs> Yo, you guys, please put them out. Miss <laughs> Sanchez wearing a plunging red neckline dress revealing her cleavage and a glimpse of her nether region. Miss Sanchez wearing a two-piece red bikini with gold detail dress revealing her cleavage. It would give no editor pleasure to send this email. I hope common sense can prevail and quickly. Well, guess what? It didn't. So Bezos fighting back on this. 
I mean, I didn't hear anything that was very bad, except yeah, for is. the D pick. And that's not bad. If you're sending that to your girlfriend, you got every right to do that, right? Sure. Right. I mean, it's it's not great for the wife, but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> well, and when this all came out, there was talk of everybody in this situation being separated at the time. That's what I thought. Yes, so, that's, what, that's what I had heard as well. Yeah. But that did come out later. So basically, I think the blackmail is like, we have the biggest businessman in the world, cheating, cheating, right. cheating. I think that's it. Right. Right. Well, I th- I think it's a, I mean, I could be completely wrong. I don't know legal stuff. To me, this was a baller move that he kind of came out with that. That's the greatest. Well, there were no, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I spent a good chunk of my day thinking Jeff Bezos, A, the richest man in the world. Right. B, Great body. See, mm-hmm. huge right. nether re- region. Right. Like, right. damn son, where'd right. you find this? Like, how how blessed can one man be? Right. Enough. Spread it around. <laughs> Let, me Spread around. Exactly. Let me see a pick. Exactly. Let me see a pick. Is what I'm saying. Gotcha. I want to see a pick. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye on that story. It Just is a fascinating stuff. Just one picture. See, Kevin. Now you see why watching the news pays yeah. off. But. That's good stuff. I learned it without watching the news, so well, I can't thank, argue with that. Thank you for that. Fill you in. It is uh, Friday morning. Let's uh, talk about today's show. It's war, dude. You punch me in the face. I come after you. See how it works? You <laughs> run your mouth about how you're this big, tough son of a bitch all day. Dude, you want war. You've got one. Oh, good God. <laughs> That's uh, him talking about Joe Rogan. And it's oh, a, is that right? a beautiful war going on right now is Joe Rogan versus Alex Jones. Maybe we'll get into it next week. Yeah, wow. that'd be great. Uh, keep it 100 because it's Friday. It's uh, Book Friday as well. Brad Meltzer will be joining oh. us. Oh. Uh, we are going to tell uh, give away tickets for Muse. Very excited about that, which is tomorrow night. Did we, Were we telling people that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Saturday uh, night, the sold out. Yeah. Okay, just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that worried me just for a second. No one heard it. Um, we're going to be talking to the host of the Grammys. Yes. Yeah. Alicia Keys. Yeah! Let's keep it together, you guys. And we have two different times that we're going to give you tickets to the Grammys as well. So that's coming up. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. In for Jensen with what's happening. Here's Allie McKay. See, because you said in for Jensen when it's really Uh, Allie. Oh, that's right. It's the other way around. I got confused. I'm sorry. I get it. All right. Remember when we talked about um, is there any downside to performing at the Super Bowl because they tend to get, you know, so many of their streams just jacked up. Right. People start buying their music like, hey, I forgot how great they were. And we were talking about how this could really benefit Maroon 5. Well, in total, Maroon 5's entire catalog of songs climbed 38.3% in on-demand streams. So that's... Is is that people who wanted to see if those songs were possibly as bad as they appeared on television? Wow. (laughs) I've got to check out and see if this is how it's supposed to sound, because something's wrong here with my TV. Wowzers. However, that pales in comparison to one particular song that jumped 566% in streams after their Super Bowl halftime cameo, although they weren't even there. Hmm. When Travis Scott performed, um, he was introduced by an on-screen snippet of the Band Geeks episode of the animated series SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. In that clip, about eight seconds of fanfare from the song Sweet Victory is heard. Sweet Victory jumped 566% (laughs) in streams. That's that's funny. And they didn't even play it. No, no. it was just a clip behind wow. him. Does that prove that SpongeBob SquarePants should have played the halftime? I think Correct. that's what yes. they're all saying. Mm. That that's it. 
there were crazy, right? plenty of people ticked when Travis Scott started rapping because they're like, keep playing the SpongeBob. Yeah. Did people really? Yes. <laughs> so oh my God, it exploded. No. Because people, you know, people were all excited that there was going to be some SpongeBob angle of the halftime show, and that was it. Eight seconds, man. And that was all based off like uh, a petition online to mm-hmm. tribute the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants who passed away this year at yeah. the halftime show. Yeah, change.org petition. Memes, baby. Yeah. Sometimes they work. Yeah. And sometimes it's just crazy people. <laughs> but sometimes You mean they... like the people who wanted to replay the Saints game, those those kinds of people? <laughs> sometimes it's a waste of time, uh, your well, petition. Well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, New Orleans did not watch the Super Bowl right. in right. mass. Right. So right. It, it worked in New Orleans. Well, the right? boycott worked, but yeah. not the not the petition not the, to replay yeah. the game. Well, yeah. that was never going to work. That was a waste of time. That was just... Still got a chance, though. They could do it later. That's true. Pick it up now. You never know the future. <laughs> never know. How Goodell would that be? Like, you know what? I've been thinking, thinking about yeah. it. Jeez. I can't. You guys, it's scary when people that we love and know kind of their background tweet things that, that get us really concerned. Like Matthew Perry who's had a lot of problems with addiction and depression. He's been very open about it. So he tweeted out the other day that he got kicked out of therapy. Hmm. And people oh. were like, well, that's not good. What does this even mean? And time went on. No clarification was offered. People became really concerned about his health because of his longstanding battles with depression mm-hmm. and addiction. Thankfully... He did follow up with another tweet yesterday explaining that he was only kicked off for one session. I'm back in therapy where I belong. But what? don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Freak people Why is he out. Trolling? And what do you get kicked out of therapy for? Showing your... <laughs> I mean, I speak just only for myself. Right. But sure. you're not supposed to show your... Right. right. During, especially group therapy. <laughs> I mean, I if learned. you're disruptive... Or not following the rules in terms of, you know, what you're allowed to say and do in those group meetings, maybe? Something like that? Maybe you get a Do we know on. this is a group meeting? We don't. We don't. No, 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 it sounds no. like a one-on-one, so yeah. what? I can't imagine what you get kicked out for what at a one-on-one. You? Yeah. That's odd. Farting? I don't know. I think she'd... I think my therapist would be fine with that. <laughs> oh, dear. Keep it going. You are gaseous. <laughs> you have some gaseous issues. Yeah. But mostly it's the... Yeah, uh, acid reflux. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have farting? Yeah, I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Can we talk to your therapist? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> She'll tell you I fart. That doesn't seem problematic at all. No. Oh, Lord. All right, uh, let's leave it at that um, and talk about some birthdays. Seth Green, Nick Nolte, John Grisham, Cecily Strong, Anderson Pock, and <gasps> a man who wrote and performed. What, like, he's, just, he's the composer of... Of my lifetime, if not everyone's lifetime. I wake up to his music every day. Mm-hmm. Please be Fred Durst. Happy birthday, Fred Durst. Yeah. Ah, John Williams. He's done some stuff we've heard of. Some yeah, he stuff. has. Oh. Is, is, your, is this your, uh, your alarm? This is what you hear when the... That is actually uh, what you hear when you call me. That's my ringtone. Do you wake up to Munich? No. 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 Thank you for asking, though. Schindler's List? Nope. No, no it's still in, in the Star Wars uh, family. I wake up to Princess Leia's theme. Oh, good it's choice. Really nice. All right. Let's just keep listening. 
And he's kind of semi-retired now, right? Like, he does not do the Star Wars music anymore. Yeah, don't you movies. think, like, somebody would come to him and request another gig, and he's just like, Star Wars. He's I, like, I'm John Mother effing Williams. <laughs> Why would I do anything else? Get off my porch. <laughs> I bet he has a nice porch. Right? Probably, like, wrap Rocking around. chair? And, yeah. Yeah, sure. Chip, don't point at your butt. That's not what I meant by porch. <laughs> kind of did. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Did you guys see the uh, Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola thing? I did. This is sort of crazy. This is sort of crazy in that you don't see companies this established Uh make a misstep. Or what a lot of people call a misstep. Oh, yeah, you do. There's a lot of whiffing. There's a lot of companies that whiff. What I do was remember the story Jensen was just doing yesterday about that stupid Gucci. Uh, oh yeah, the blackface sweater. Blackface oh, right. sweater. Yeah, I mean companies all the time put out stuff and they go, oh, you know what? We didn't look at it that way, or we should have thought that. Yeah, through. I think one year the hamburger helper, you know, the little hand with the face. I think uh-huh. one year he was like, uh, never forget on nine eleven and behind him were the two towers. No, no, I think that happened. If but not, that, if not, that's... it's a great dream I have. <laughs> There are a lot of missteps, but I would like, well, I know you're going to play some news audio on the story here. I would like to say that this is this is much to do about nothing, to you, quote a great man. I have a different opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and because of you, Bean. <laughs> that's, that's my answer. That plays into it heavily. So All what right, they do is they want to have a napkin mm-hmm. that encourages you on it. It has in, You can put your information on it. And if you see anyone on the plane, it sort of encourages you to... Flirt with them. You give them your phone number or whatever written down on this napkin. Yeah, instead of giving your phone number to somebody on a white napkin, you give it to them on a napkin that has a slot for your name and your number. If there's somebody... And by the way, I don't think this is for a random person that you walked by in 27B when you got on the plane. I think this is something for somebody that you've been chatting with. For the most part, that's how it would be used. No, What are you talking about? If you're chatting with somebody and you are interested, you get their number. If you need a napkin after you've been chatting with them, (laughs) I think you have a bigger issue. This is, I think, random people. Yeah. I don't think so. But even if it were, Hmm. nobody... Look, even if it were, nobody has to use it. Right. Right. And people ask people out all the time or ask for somebody's number or share somebody's number all the time. This napkin is not going to make somebody do it that ordinarily wouldn't do it. No, but... It's not going to add to the number of people who are flirting on a plane. But you don't have to make it a game. It's not a singles meat market plane. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this isn't the MGM Grand Pool Party on a Saturday. Like, this is a normal plane where most people are going for business travel is really the most common way of flight like no one wants to be like it can happen it, it happens naturally and organically right. you don't have to make it a, a cool flirting game it is a, it is a captive audience though yeah. right, right? That's true and i think also their point is and maybe you guys tell me if i'm reading way too much into this i because obviously their only goal is to get you to smile and think positive thoughts about coke i mean they don't care whether people meet or not they're just it's advertising is what it is but i also think that there's something that they're trying to tap into of you're going to be on that thought plane, and all you're going to do is watch your tablet yeah. or read a book or something yes, like that. Yes, that's all I want to do. Why not think for – let's remember there's there are lots of other people on this plane, as the, as the napkin says, who are interesting people. Maybe it's okay to meet some of those people. Maybe it's okay to actually have conversation for a change instead of just being deep in your phone. I – 
Then make, the napkin, then make the napkin say, you know, let's be friends or something. It doesn't have to be like, here's my number, bro. I go, go out of my way to put on headphones and make sure that I don't have to talk to anyone on a plane. Yeah, can, my, nap, can my napkin say, don't talk to right. me? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Governor Mike Huckabee, who's well known for his sense of humor. Oh, he's a great, great comedian. He's a tremendous comedian. He, uh, he tweeted uh, yesterday when the story broke. Uh, dang, that's why so many flight attendants and nice-looking women kept giving me napkins on my Delta flight. Oh, I thought oh. they just wanted to sign up for my daily MikeHuckabee.com newsletter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it truly is the conservative Jerry Seinfeld. Here is uh, here is one that seems to be the prevailing opinion, which, by the way, Kevin, is is yours. Okay. Most people certainly agree with you. Hey, Delta and Coca-Cola, these napkins are creepy AF. <laughs> Pretty sure no one appreciated unsolicited phone numbers in the good old days, and they sure as heck don't want the number of someone who's been gawking at them on a plane for hours today. Not a good look. Here's the uh, news. Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola are getting some backlash for creating a turbulent situation. <laughs> <laughs> turbulent! <laughs> she got me! She got me good! <laughs> On board. While some thought this Diet Coke uh, napkin was cute, others call it creepy. So now Coke and Delta are apologizing. The big fuss is over this. And that can encourage passengers to, quote, be a little old school and, quote, write your number down and give it to your plane crush. You never know. Dot, dot, dot. Here's the thing. Yes, uh, please, Allie. Bring what? some reason into this argument. I, Bean, this is going to shock you. <laughs> I agree with you. What? No, uh, no, 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 down. No, no. And you're who the pretty cares? girl who would be most likely to be given a phone number and on a plane. You know what I would do? I'd go, oh, thanks. That's weird. And then I'd get over it. But here's the thing. Virgin America, rest in peace, my favorite airline, used to have a thing where you could send people drinks from your seat. Like, right. oh, 4C, I'd like to get him a drink, whatever. Nobody cared about that. Nobody was getting all up in their feelings like, oh, my God, this is ruining everything. Well, because uh. the drink thing didn't say send this to your crush. The, it I, the, it I, was implied. Sure, imply it then. I, I do. I think I think that's the big difference. I think encouraging people being like, come on our flight because you can randomly give your number to people who haven't asked for it. It's, a, it's just a weird advert. I don't even think it's a PC thing. I just think it's a weird advertising campaign. Plus, the hottest girl on the plane is just covered in napkins. Right? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I love napkins. I can't even see her napkins. face anymore. She's <laughs> drowning in napkins. Is she beautiful? Here's, uh, here's one Twitter user named Sergey. Or Sergey. Sergey? How would you pronounce that? Sergey? Who cares? I'm not reading. Okay. Call me Steve. Said the napkins simply made him laugh on a recent flight from Madrid. I didn't feel encouragement to do anything with other passengers just because of the piece of paper under my drink. People need to calm down. That's my with point with Sergey, Steve, Sergey. <laughs> I mean, who, like, let's, uh, there are other things that we could be upset about. Like when our plane gets in an hour early and we're so stoked that we made up for time, and then there's no gate available. We should be mad at that. There should be a napkin for that. Right? Amen. We need a napkin for everything. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is your last chance to win in from the Kevin Bean Show. A pair of tickets to the sold-out City Sound Vault. Hey, hey, I'm doing a radio show here, you guys. <laughs> A little respect for the craft. It was so loud it went on our mics. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. A little so respect sorry. for the craft, says the guy who lets his dog snore on the air. Yeah. Okay, we're <laughs> off topic. Uh, City Sound Bowl presents Muse at the Hollywood Palladium tomorrow night. By now, you know we're asking you to call us. Sing your favorite Muse song, 1-800-520-1067. winner will win tickets to the show. It's time for Listener Okie. Listener Okie, Listener Okie. That's the game we're going to play. Listen to Rocky, listen to Rocky. Come and sing and don't be lame. All right, so it's knockout round rules, right? You yes. sing, and if you're the best person on the phone, you stay on the phone. Everybody, challengers will come at you, but the best man or woman is going to be left at the end and will win the tickets. All right, let's start with John and Orange. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Listen to Rocky. What song are you going to sing? Madness. All right. Okay, we were looking forward to that. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I I can't get these memories out of my mind. In some kind of madness, I started to evolve. Yeah, I was waiting for that part. There it is. Waiting for that part. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're in the lead. You're in the lead. Congratulations. Not for long, but thank you. Or I mean, or he could win. We don't know. Never know. We have no idea. Let's go to Norman in Anaheim. Good morning. Hello. I'm Norman. I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. All right. All right, Norman. Why'd you move? What was going on in Anaheim? Did you get kicked out of Anaheim? Are you allowed within the city limits? All right. The bar is low. All you have to do is top John, and you'll be in the lead. What Muse song will you perform for us? I'm going to do Madness also, but I'm going to do it like that cat thing you guys did the other day. Um, oh, you're going to meow it. meow Yoki. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Good wow. luck. You're amongst legends. Right. Okay. Good luck. Here we go. All right. All right. Here you go. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but John is John still in the lead. John is still in the lead. <laughs> what are the chances of that? <laughs> All right. What if John wins? <laughs> well, then he will have, he'll be the rightful winner, I guess. All right, let's go to Linda in Los Angeles. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey, Linda. Hey. We, are, we apologize for this game so far, but we're hoping you can bring the heat. What Muse song do you have for us? Supermassive Black Holes. Ooh. All right. Love it. Here's Linda. Okay. All right. Oh, baby, don't you know I suffer? Oh, baby, can you hear me moan? You caught me under false pretenses. How long before you let me go? Ooh. All right. I mean, okay. my soul yeah, 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 no, we got it. All right. All right. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it could, it's better than I just. guess. I mean, it's really I guess. Feels not a, better than John. This feels a lot like the 2016 election. Not <laughs> so. John's still in the lead. You're saying John might still be in the John, lead. What? Oh no! Oh no! What's happening? John. All right, let's go to Karen in Diamond Bar. Karen, good morning. 
Morning. I don't know why we're all rooting against John, but because he seems like a nice man. <laughs> he does. But I feel like we can do better. This is this is Muse tickets at the Palladium. Karen, what Karen, what song do you have for us? I'm gonna sing "Time's Running Out." Okay. okay. P- please make it great. Okay. Here's Karen. I'll try. Okay. All right. Our time is running out. Our time is running out. Can't push it out the ground. Can't stop it singing now. How okay. did it right. sound right. good? Right. I mean, at okay. least she didn't meow. Yeah. True. Oh. I give that guy credit for for trying to uh, swing and a miss, though. Right, I mean, he really right. brought it, but not. Um, Karen or John, you guys. I mean, were... Karen. You see, Karen. I How think you Allie? guys remember John as being better than he was. <laughs> well, I believe my mind, so I'm sticking with John. What? You're crazy. <laughs> I feel. I feel Karen like so much also. better. What? <laughs> Karen was five times as good. <laughs> it was. It was so. You guys high. don't remember John. No, John did the thing. Even you were like, John. "Ooh, I was excited for that part." Unbelievable. Yeah, John. I'm sorry, Karen. sorry, Karen. I'm sorry. I loved you. This is no one else does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Should we just wrap it up? Or are you guys just going to no, give it to John? No, going. I want to be blown away. I, no. I see. I don't think you do. Let's go to Sophia in Burbank. Good morning. Good morning. All right, it's uh, it's yours to take. If you got a great muse song for us, what are you going to sing? Uh, Plugging baby. It's an old song. Okay. Oh, it's a great, great. song. Yeah, great All song. All right, we'd love to hear it. Okay. Um, sorry, it's like going to be really bad. <laughs> I'm not a good singer. <clears throat> My plug-in baby crucifies uh, my enemies when I'm trying to get up in. My plug-in baby. Okay. All right. You, you, you did not oversell it. That's for sure. <laughs> How is this oh. happening? I told you I'm not a good singer. Uh, yeah. No, I but mean... we appreciate your enthusiasm and thank you for listening. I'm still John, 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 John. Let's John. do right. one, one more. Just one more. Okay. All right. We are final contestant of this game. Oh, no. Uh, Carla in Los Angeles. Hi. Hey. Hey, this game is called Beat John. Uh, (laughs) Good luck. What are you going to sing for us? Supermassive Black Hole. All right. All right, great. Here's Carla. Glaciers melting in the dead of night and the superstar stuck into the supermassive. You send my soul of bright glaciers melting in the dead of night and the superstar stuck into the supermassive. Are you drumming? <laughs> are you at my high school sorry. lunch table? And <laughs> trying to be Navi and trying to sing at the same time. You're right. driving now. Oh, 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 bye. Okay. That seems bad. All right, here's what I'm going to say and call this a controversial uh, opinion. I felt Carla. <laughs> Me too. That's I felt Carla. John, How about you, John? John, 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 um, Allie, are you still Team John? Yeah. Just, J- Jensen just as well? It goes right. to Chip. chip. I, think it's good. I think it goes to Chip. Come on! <laughs> what? How? <laughs> we were only... Come on! Come on, John! <laughs> hey, John. Yay! That's, uh, that's a win for you. I mean, I mean, technically, yeah. You got those tickets. John is the uh, the L.A. Rams against the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing the game. Listen to Rokey, listen to Rokey. Thanks for playing our game. Listen to Rokey.
the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. sold 65 million albums, you guys. Alicia Keys, the host of the Grammys this week, and she's on the phone on the Kevin Bean Show right now. How are you doing? Hey, Hello. Alicia. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you doing? Very good. Well, well we don't have the pressure of uh, hosting the Grammys on Sunday, <laughs> so we're actually doing pretty great. We're just looking forward to kicking back and watching. How are you feeling? Oh, my gosh. First of all, I'm so excited that you're going to watch. I'm so excited for everyone to watch. And I'm actually feeling kind of excellent i'm i'm really loving the, the tone and the energy that we've been working on and bringing it's all about a celebration of music and and our diversity and our beautiful differences and i just love the you know it's just gonna be so fun i feel so excited to bring just a light like a good vibe so if that's what it's gonna be and um it's gonna be really I think the best Grammys yet. There you go. If I can say that, sure. Yeah. So many of the uh, so many of the other shows go with comedians, and I think a lot of people were surprised to see your name come up because we've been used to James Corden the past couple of years. But let's remember the Grammys has a long history, not only of Queen Latifah but of LL Cool J, but of Kenny Rogers back in the day. People like John Denver. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's often been wow. hosted by musicians. Yeah, I think it, I think it actually creates maybe even a more connection. You know, a connection point, obviously, because. Um, because I'm familiar with this stage, I'm familiar with kind of the energy in the building, and I think that that will create something that will be even more special just because I relate, you know? And I think that's actually one of the things I'm thinking about a lot, which is you go to these things sometimes, and, you know, let's be honest, they can sometimes be a little stuffy, you know? And I really want to make sure that it feels just so authentic, so genuine, so honest, you know, and just really represents who we are as people celebrating each other's craft and, you know, the, the excitement of the way that music tells all of our story, you know. So I think that the people at home and the people in our building um, on Sunday are really going to feel connected more than they've ever felt. So uh, I'm exactly I think it's I think it's the right way to switch it up and have an artist um, host because it's like there's a there's a relationship there. Is there any uh, nervousness on your part? It's I mean, you feel comfortable on stage, but it's a different thing. Yeah, I feel I feel a sense of excitement, you know, which I guess is a form of nervousness, just in the sense of um, really being because I've n- literally never done this before. Right. So it's my it's my first time. There's a bit of a mystery about it all. Like, how is it exactly going to go, and how is all the timing going to work out, and what if I like what if it ends up going too long or someone else goes too long and then we have to shorten another part or what if something crazy happens that you can't control because the whole live thing is is wow like oh yeah really gotta, oh, the I- timing is every 10 down to the second alicia do you have a plan in case someone kanye's and runs up on stage and says that someone else should have been the winner you have to have a backup plan in case something <laughs> crazy happens do you know jujitsu right yeah 
You know, yeah, you know, I do. I mean, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. So that's what's going to have to kick in. Perfect. <laughs> we are uh, talking to Alicia Keys, the host of the 61st Grammy Awards, airing this Sunday night at uh, 5 o'clock on CBS. I wanted to ask you this. America has, I mean, obviously you're America's sweetheart, Alicia, and everybody loves you and loves your music and loves your vibe and loves your social media and loves you on the voice and, and loves you on the voice. But you seem like a person who is so positive that you're going to be crushed if people lose Grammys, like, because they can't all <laughs> win. I mean, crying. in every cat, in every category, you're going to have a bunch of people who are sad, and I'm just wondering how you're going to stop from crying up there. <laughs> That's funny. That is that is definitely cute, and I and I do feel empathetic, you know, for people because, of course, everybody's worked so hard all their life and sacrificed so much to be able to to um, have an opportunity to be in this moment. So, of course, um, I would feel totally empathetic for those who weren't able to take home an, an award. But I think it's bigger than that. You know, I really do. And that's the exciting part. And that's kind of the energy I want to bring overall, just as, as a music community and as music lovers across the world. Like, we just want to celebrate the fact that we get to share in this universal language, you know. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the vibe. So I'll, I'll keep it positive. I'll, I'll pump them up. You know what I mean? I'll keep them <laughs> feeling good. You've won 15 Grammys. Do you remember the first one? I will never forget the first time ever. It is seared in my brain like a, like a, I mean, it is like a sword. I mean, it is so strong. And um, I just remember, first of all, I felt like I was literally dropped onto planet Mars. Like, I didn't know where I was. All I knew was it's like I was sucked inside of the TV <laughs> on the opposite side that I normally watch. And um, and then I, I started seeing all of these people whom I just normally watched on television or at, at some show, and they were say my name and hey Alicia and congratulations <laughs> and and I was like whoa where am I and how did I get here it was somewhere between a dream and another planet and on top of it I was sick oh. I'll never forget that I was actually sick bad couldn't sing almost couldn't sing and I had to sing like those big falling notes and everything so I was I was kind of terrified, but I worked it out. We worked through it, and obviously it ended up being one of the most memorable nights of my life. But I was definitely so confused about just what was happening. It was, you know, a just world. too much. Too much to yeah. get your head around. Magic, yeah. Uh, final question for me, Alicia Keys, and that is, it seems like, a per- it seems like perfect uh, synchronicity to have you as the host of the Grammys this year because in many ways it feels like the year of the women in the world. But especially yes. with the Grammy nominations and the artists that you guys have picked to perform on the show this year, there are so many from you know St. Vincent and Dua Lipa to Casey Musgraves yes. to Katy Perry to Marin Morris uh, to you know her to Janelle Monae. It just seems like just a huge year for ladies in music. Yes, that's exactly right, and I think it's been long overdue, and I'm definitely excited. That's one of the other reasons why you know I wanted to do this because I want to be able to celebrate the amazing, deserving women and creative um, creatives that are completely, you know, unique and one of a kind and, and completely create their own content. We're our own producers, our own writers, our own, you know, our own conceptualizers. And, and I think that really, really deserves to be recognized and celebrated. So you are exactly right. I think that's a reflection of what's happening in the world and the and, and the repurposing and the rebalancing that's needed. And I'm very, very excited to bring that, you know, to just bring that light and to lift up these incredible artists on that night, when, especially the young women. When Sunday goes well, would you consider hosting the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> no? 
don't They may make you host the Oscars. You know, that's a danger if you're too good, right? They may force you to do it. How about the Hero Dog Awards over at the Lifetime Network? Okay, perfect. Hero Dog Awards over Lifetime Network? I'm there. Love it. Alicia, you're very kind to come on with us today. You're going to have a great time, and we are too watching this Sunday night at 5 on CBS from the Staples Center of the 61st Annual Grammy Awards. Have a great time. Thanks for joining us. Blessings. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Do you like pasta? Oh. <laughs> it's a follow-up question. All right, there's your host. How'd you like to be in the audience at Staples Center this Sunday night? We are looking for you at 1-800-520-1067. This is the first of two pairs of tickets we are giving away to this event Sunday night. We got another one in less than one hour from right now, but if you want to win yours, what uh, what are we looking for this time around, Jetson? Just people kind of know their Grammys? Yeah, if you think you know who's won a Grammy, that's it. All right, 1-800-520-1067. We'll play the game, get you in the house. Coming up next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I can't believe it. We have tickets for you to be in the audience to see the Grammys, not on uh, on television, but in person this Sunday night at Staples Center. Crazy. We're we're giving them away right now and again in an hour, another pair of tickets. This game is called Who Got the Grammy? Who got got the Grammy? What? What just happened? We're just listening to Sexy Omar. Here's your host, Jensen Carp. Hi, everybody. I'm going to list two artists, and you're going to tell me which of the two has a Grammy. Now, this is a regular living Grammy, not a lifetime achievement Grammy that they give you after you're dead. This This is is in competition. Correct. A a competitive Grammy. I give you two artists. You tell me which one has a Grammy. So one doesn't have any. It's Uh, not a a thing of having more. Correct. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Curious. Mm-hmm. Jensen looked at me like I was dumb, and Bean said, "Oh, okay. Well, that's no. that's good information to know." Yeah, he was right. Thank yeah. you. That's a good question. Uh, Veronica, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hi, Veronica. Good luck here. Which one of these two artists has a competitive Grammy? Jimi Hendrix or the disco band? Um, oh shoot! You mean I think I heard "Oh shoot." <laughs> I want to say a taste of honey. You got it. A Taste of Honey did win Best New Artist at the Grammys. Jimi Hendrix never won one. Oh, dear. insane. Because oh, he's, he's a hack. Yeah, they sang what? A boogie, oogie, oogie. <laughs> so obviously they deserve that Grammy. Hang on, Veronica. Thank you. And by the way, you'll love this. Uh, among the artists they beat for the Best New Artist Grammy that year mm-hmm. were Elvis Costello <laughs> and the Cars. Oh, How yeah. weird. Her name's Veronica. Yeah. I thought of that, too. I thought of that, too. How weird nice. that was. Huh. All right, who's next, please? Uh, next is Malin. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, Malin. Uh, who, out of these two artists, and both of them true reggae to me, which one of these two won a Grammy? Bob Marley or the Baja Men? Uh, Bob Marley. No, I'm sorry. What? Bob Marley never won Man. a competitive Grammy. What? The Baja Men won Best Dance Recording for Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> what? That is a travesty. That is. The uh, Grammys have a lot of embarrassments in their past, by the way. But they are trying really hard to get better. Yeah. We're playing Who Got, who got the Grammy. Uh, Julia in Long Beach. Hi. 
Hey. Hi, Julia. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Michael J. Fox or Depeche Mode? <laughs> Michael J. Fox? What, what? Did Michael J. Fox win a competitive Grammy or Depeche Mode? Uh, why are you so difficult? Um, Michael J. Fox? Yes, yes! he did what? win a Grammy. Oh my God. Why would you guess that? For spoken word, Depeche Mode never won a competitive Grammy. That's some nonsense. Sorry about that. I mean, okay. to Depeche Mode. Yeah. Not okay. to She's a winner. Yeah. and Julia both still in the running to win tickets to be in the Grammys in person this Sunday night. Who's our next contestant? Next up is Jose from La Puente. Good morning, Jose. Good morning, Jose. Yes, yes. Jose, who got a Grammy? Is it Tia Career or Diana Ross? I've never even heard of Tia Career, so I'm going to go with Tia Career. It's Tia Career. <laughs> you know her from Wayne's World. Come on. She's won two Grammys. No. Both, yes, both for Best Hawaiian Music Album. Diana Ross. <laughs> That's a thing? Yes, Diana Ross has zero. That oh. is yeah. unacceptable yeah, right. that Diana Ross, one of the most successful singers of all time... Has never won a Grammy. Well, she has a lifetime, but we know that that's just a makeup. But uh, she has never won a competitive Grammy. Who got, who got the Grammy? I, I'm go, feeling ill. Let's go to Kathy. This, this game is killing me. Hey, All Ka- right. Hey, Kathy. Hi. Hi, Hi Kathy. Kathy. Who's got a Grammy? Zach Braff or Guns N' Roses? Uh, I'm going to say Guns N' Roses. Oh, I'm sorry. Zach Braff got a Grammy for compiling his Garden State soundtrack and making every idiot I know like the shins. Uh, but Guns N' Roses has no Grammy. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry about yep. that. All that right. seems wrong, Jensen. <laughs> That's right. Who got, who, who got the Grammy? Let's go to Fanny in Whittier. Good morning, Fanny. Hi, good morning. Hi, hi. Okay, who's got a Grammy? Uh, Shaggy. Or Run DMC. Oh shoot! Um, I'm Shaggy. Shaggy did oh, win wow. best reggae album. Run DMC <laughs> never won a Grammy. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, time for one more. She goes in the hopper. Here's our final contestant, and it's going to be uh, Maria from La Puente. Hi. I'm sorry, Mark. Mark. Oh yeah. Hey Mark. Hello. Hi. Hi okay. Mark. Okay, who won a Grammy and who doesn't have one? Here we go. Remember, this is for competitive Grammy only. Elmo yep. the Muppet or Queen? Uh, That's a nonsense. You guys always make them so hard, but you guys always pick the ones that are messed up. I would say it is Queen. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Elmo the Muppet. Mark, you, you just talked yourself You thought it. through it perfectly and then uh, gave the wrong answer. Elmo the Muppet won Best Musical Album for Children, Queen, Lifetime Achievement, but no competitive. That's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, his logic was flawed there. Um, <laughs> Veronica, Julia, Jose, and Fanny all in the running. Only one will win this hour's pair of tickets for the 61st Annual Grammy Awards this Sunday night on CBS. You'll be there in person at Staples Center. Who's our winner, please? I'm glad she won because her name's Fanny. Fanny! Oh, ouch! Wow. Ouch! Ouch! ouch. <laughs> Congrats, Fanny. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. First, Allie's here with a very special What's Happening. So you guys, this time of morning on Friday, we'd like to do a segment called That's My Jam. Yeah, that- bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> it is um, our basically our soundtrack to what we're into at the moment. It could be something that we just found out about. It could be something that we forgot about and we're like, hey, I forgot about that song. I love it. That's my jam. So every member of the Kevin and Bean Show adds each week to the That's My Jam playlist. If you go to at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, you will find the playlist and you're going to have new music every single week from each of us. Let's start off first with Kevin. Mine is uh, Grandson. He is an artist that uh, moved from Toronto here and just started a solo career. He came out with Mike Shinoda at at Acoustic Christmas. He had uh, one EP called A Modern Day Tragedy, Volume 1, and he's working on a second one that I believe is coming out in February. And uh, this is the song, first song from that one, the upcoming one, and it's called Apologize. Right? All right. That is very K-Rock friendly. Yep. There you go. Way to go, Kevin. Thanks. Good choice. (laughs) I don't like when people act surprised that I came up with a good one. (laughs) All right. Next up is Bean. Um, I don't think mine is very K-Rock friendly, but I love this song. And Allie, I know you do too. Mm -hmm. Jensen, you've probably been familiar with Lizzo longer than the rest of us because she was in a number of pretty successful indie hip-hop groups in the last few years. I wouldn't wouldn't know her from that. I know her from that one song she put out like uh, last year. The one... uh, one, Truth uh, Hurts? uh, Good good as Hell? uh, Keep going. Good as Hell was in the Barbershop movie. That kind of launched her to the vast public. But she is back with a new song. I love it. Her, uh, Her real name is Melissa Jefferson. She goes by Lizzo, though. This song is a bop, you guys. <laughs> she, I'm honestly, the song I'm thinking about is called Phone, um, but she is everywhere right now. Yeah. yeah, she's blowing up big, and she's somebody you definitely need to know about. Lizzo is the artist. The song is called Juice. Don't 
sometimes I just I can't help how funky I am. Yeah, there's, right. there's nothing I can do about it. I just like Kevin. I would uh, dance or die. You know. Yeah. And that's that, why that's my pick. That's fantastic. That is a song that you put on as you're getting ready to go out, and you are just feeling yourself. Like that is that is the song. So I understand why Bean picked it. Right. <laughs> as he's getting ready, doing his hair. Yeah, it's good stuff. I love her so much. Jensen. Also not K-Rock friendly, but boy, this should go right to your soul. Uh, Marvin Gaye, after What's Going On, the album everybody knows, was going to follow it up with a socially conscious record called You're the Man. Uh, Motown ended up shelving it. Supposedly, Marvin Gaye had said it was because of uh, him and Barry Gordy having different political views. But now, decades later, just days before his 80th birthday, Motown is going to put out the album in its entirety on March 29th. Now, most of these records have been extreme rarities. 15 of the 17 have never been released on vinyl. They've got Salam Remy to come in and mix down some of these albums. He's from the Fugees and Mark Ronson and uh, Amy uh, Amy Winehouse. He's incredible. But the first single's already out. It's called My Last Chance. This is one of the ones that Salam Remy remixed. Uh, and here it is. Oh, babe. I uh, <clears throat> I gotta go make a baby. I'll be right back. Oh yeah. my lord! That's uh, that's for Montebello. That's for Whittier Boulevard, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Art. I did yeah. not, when I woke up this morning, think I would get a new Marvin Gaye song. It's great. Yeah, it yeah, is. I am pregnant. That, <laughs> that was real good, you guys. Uh, my song comes from a guy named Benny Sings, and I am late to the game on him. Um, I started liking him in 2016 when I saw him um, in an NPR Tiny Desk concert because I just love those. They're some of my favorite things. But he did a song that I love called Beach House, and... Didn't know that before that, oh, he put out like four studio albums. So sorry about that, Benny Sings. But this song is the first single off of his forthcoming album called City Pop, due out on February 22nd on Stone's Throw Records. We all know about Yacht Rock, you know, that that sound of Yacht Rock. Sure. Mm -hmm. He's being described as future yacht. Which I didn't even know was I mean, a thing. Yachts are flying. But I'm into it. It's yeah. more like yacht, but poppy, I guess. But this is Benny Sings with Not Enough. Baby. with twins. Right? He's a, he's a Dutch pop artist, Bean. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, I do. Very good. Stone's Throw started as an underground rap label, then mm-hmm. put out Mayor Hawthorne mm-hmm. and Jay Dilla and all those things. So this fits right into that uh, genre. By the way, co-wrote and co-produced with Mayor Hawthorne. There you go. There you have it, who I love. I can't believe K-Rock didn't pay, play more Mayor Hawthorne coming up. Dude rules. Who's with me? Right? Where can we find J-Rock on Stone's Throw. He kills... 
Oh, don't get me started on Stone's Throw. Remember the shows they Ask would do? Ask again, Bean. I don't Jeez. think she heard. The DJ. Where, uh, where can sorry. our listeners find this playlist, Allie? <laughs> oh, uh, you can find it at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's our That's My Jam playlist. Just click follow and you can get more. Like if you want to hear more from Stone's Throw Records. Right. Stay on target. Stay on target. They just used to do these shows. Aloe Black would do a bunch of shows. It was fun back in the day. But, from Canada. Oh, my, my, oh, I'm cutting out. What? All right. Birthdays for you. I don't know what's happening. John Grisham, Nick Nolte, Seth Green, Cecily Strong, Anderson Puck, John Williams. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I'm furious right now, by the way. Furious? You may have to talk to Brad without me. I don't know if I can go on. Oh, no. Furious about what? Just breaking news here. New Hampshire's highest court has upheld the conviction of three women arrested for going topless on a beach, saying the ordinance doesn't discriminate on the basis of gender or violate the women's right to free speech. What kind of a country are we living in where we're arresting and convicting women for wanting to walk around topless? What the what the what the I don't recognize this country anymore. Does this feel on topic to you? I am furious right now. Okay. Hi, I'm furious Brad has to listen to this, <laughs> right? quite frankly. I'm not I'm even real... sure he's still on the phone. I'd hang up. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I just can't wait for the segue of how you're going to go from that topless to Billie Jean King. <laughs> and speaking of children's books. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad, welcome back to the Kevin Beach Show, my friend. That, By the way, that is the best transition of all time. Sure. Thank you very much. You know, I was, uh, so I'm always uh, inspired by your choices because you pick, as you've explained to us on the air before, you pick heroes and heroines for young people, real role models that they should look up to. And, you know, I wasn't surprised by the Jackie Robinson and the Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King and some of the ones, George Washington, that you might expect. But you're really, you kind of surprised me a little bit with Billie Jean King. And a lot of people will think, oh, well, she's a tennis player. What does that have to do with uh, being a good role model? You want to explain how you chose her? Yeah, you know, for me, um, I have a son and a daughter. And my son believes one thing about sports because he loves sports. And that is, he says, boys are better than girls. They're stronger than girls. And that's the way the world is. And so writing I Am Billie Jean King is just sweet revenge for my daughter. That's why I did it. Um, <laughs> You know, and I just, but the truth was, is it, it's a book that's, you know, we all think of Billie Jean King as a tennis player. We don't realize when she was the number one tennis player in the whole world, she was being paid a fraction of what the men champion were getting. They were paying the, the men's, one woman, you got like $4,000, she got like $1,800. Wow, that's and crazy. She, she basically was like, this is nonsense. You cannot pay women less than men. And she had this, you know, incredible way to fight for this throughout her whole career. So she, and, and of course, it culminates in the battle of the sexes where you have you know her going against bobby riggs but what i need to show my daughter is that she doesn't just win because she's a good tennis player or bobby riggs is a little older she wins because she puts in the hard work she puts in the time she she studies his game and realizes you know in the astrodome where they're going to play where she's going to be watched by more than mo- most super bowls she basically realizes he loves to hit up in the lights because they got a white roof in the astrodome so she starts practicing 150 shots over and over hit it above me, hit it up, that's where he's going to do it. And she figures out his game and beats him at it. And the best moment, and Billie Jean King gave me this moment, she actually called us up when we were working on the book, right the night before the Battle of the Sexes, where she's playing the man, you know, men versus women, who's going to be better at tennis, one of the greatest matches of all time. She calls her brother and says, take all your money, whatever you got, and put it on me. 
Oh, I love and that. she just calls the shot, which I love. <laughs> That's fantastic. I got to tell you, I learned so much from reading this book. I mean, it really isn't just for kids. Mm-mm. It's amazing. No, and, and listen, I, and I, I got to be honest. Like, I also did it because, you know, my Aunt Debbie, for every gay and lesbian couple out there, anyone who has a gay and lesbian member, their family, that entire community needed a hero, too. And she's it. And, and I remember, you know, Billie Jean King, when I, when I do I Am George Washington or Abraham Lincoln, if I mess up their books, what are they going to do to me? Right. right. But we get a phone call from Billie Jean King and they say, Billie Jean wants to talk to you. And I'm like, Uh-oh. oh, no. You know, you don't want that call because she's going to come to your house. You messed it up with a tennis racket. Right. <laughs> and, and, she, and she calls us up and she's so lovely, so amazing. And we're going through every detail. But, you know, one of the, my favorite ones is she says, you know, in this scene here, I wasn't in this spot when this happened. I was in another spot. And I said to her, you know, um, I hate to say it, but I got that from your autobiography. And she's like, yeah, but I didn't have time to proof that back then. I was so busy. And I love that now I am Billie Jean King is more accurate than her own autobiography. <laughs> Amazing. Book. I have but, but, the be- but I was just going to say the best part is, is that part where we have to say, you know, that she's gay. And I'm sitting there on the phone with a living legend, Billie Jean King, and trying to figure out how do we convey this in a children's book so that kids out there and parents out there um, can realize that this is absolutely a wonderful thing to talk about. It's okay. There's no stigma. And to be able to sit on the phone and craft the language perfectly for her is one of the most humbling moments of my life. Yeah, that's crazy. I love, um, first of all, I love the whole book, but the part where it shows a little eight-year-old girl and her little sister at one of the tennis clinics that she would do for World Team Tennis. And they're uh, introducing themselves to Billie Jean King, and they said, our dad saw you play on TV and decided that his daughter should play tennis too. And she says, nice to meet you, Venus and Serena. Like, oh, oh come my on. God, that's come crazy. on. Right? I mean, you're like, are you kidding me? You have inner city tennis kids and that's where they start? And that's amazing. she gave me that detail. I never had that detail on the phone with me. She, you know, we had heard that Venus was there. She's like, no, no, Serena was there too. And I'm like, no one even knows that. Unreal. And she's the one who's telling me this so I can put it in the book. It's bananas. That's amazing. Hey, uh, Brad, uh, Brad Meltzer, our friend uh, Brad Meltzer on the phone. It is Kevin and Bean Book Club Friday. We're talking about his latest book available everywhere just this week called I Am Billy Jean King, including Cracker Barrel, by the way. You can buy Brad's books at Cracker Barrel. I found That's that a on good a recent trip. trip. Um, <laughs> did you watch the uh, Steve Carell, Emma Stone movie about the Battle of the Sexes tennis match? And if so, what did you think? <laughs> Yeah, no, I watched it after I wrote the book. I never wanted to influence. My buddy worked on the movie and, and works with Emma Stone. And, you know, listen, obviously that's the fictional version of the real story, and it has moments where they take leaps and jumps. But I actually liked the movie a lot. I thought the movie was really fun. Yeah, I thought um, Emma Stone you know, was But the terrific. hard part is, is once you meet the real Billie Jean King, you know, it's it's hard, it's like saying, you know, it's having anyone play her is, is just an impossibility she's a legend yeah so brad now that you did the sonia sotomayor and you got to you know you got to speak with her about it and now the billy jean king is this series just going to turn into who does brad want to meet like what crushes does he have is the next <laughs> one going to be i am claudia schiffer i mean where are we going with this yeah no no a hundred that's all i'm doing is trying to go meet people that i want to meet and so i you know my, my hope is is then I, I you know Especially uh, when we do a dead person. I want to meet them, too. Sure. (laughs) I am Billie Jean King. We have heard from so many listeners. Every time we have Brad on, they go out and get the book we're talking about. And then they end up getting them all because they are wonderful for kids. And as Kevin mentioned, for adults as well. Get it at Amazon.com at all book retailers as well. Great to chat with you, sir. As always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Listen, love you guys. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. 
I have to applaud you, Kevin, because uh, nothing captures the excitement of this weekend's Grammy Awards like playing Lit right Woo! before we give away the tickets, right? right? Multiple right? Grammy winners. Can't buy them, but you can win them right now from the Kevin and Bean Show. In person, you'll be at Staples Center for the 61st Annual Grammy Awards, airing this Sunday night on CBS. If you can get past Total Recall. Total Recall, that's the game that we play. If you want tickets to the Grammys on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Total Recall, the Grammys on a Sunday. That's what you will win. All you have to do is recall. give you the category all you have to do is name for me three items in that category within 10 seconds if you do it you are in the drawing to win the tickets for the grammys it's as simple as that who's up first uh valerie in la puente hi hi hey valerie you ready to play the game you sound tentative so far yes. <laughs> okay uh listen up 21 pilots is nominated this sunday for the best rock song grammy for their song jumpsuit which you have heard many times here on k-rock speaking of pilots can you name me three airlines in 10 seconds? Any three companies that you can buy a passenger seat on and take a flight? Go ahead. Delta, Hawaiian, Alaska. Yeah, there you right. go. As simple as that. You are in the drawing. Well done, Valerie. All right, you hold on. Let's go to Jimmy in uh, Boca. What? Is... <laughs> what? Good morning. Oh. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, Ranch Hi, Okamoto, good morning. Right? Yes. 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 Okay. Here's your question, uh, Total Recall. Black Panther has already made history by being the first superhero movie to be nominated for the Best Picture Oscar this year, and its soundtrack is also up for the Best Album Statue. Although Black Panther is one of the most popular films ever, it is far from alone in making hundreds of millions of dollars along with other Marvel Cinematic Universe films. I want you to name for me three other Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Full titles, please. Good luck. Spider-Man, Captain America, that's strange. That's three. But technically, Captain That's America, strange. none of those are called Captain America. I was looking for full time. Oh, you you want to give it to him? Spider-Man isn't technically either. I think the first Spider-Man is Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming is the name of that movie. Right. Captain America, the first Avenger. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Captain America, Civil War are the names of those movies. Hmm. So I'm going to say no, you guys. So the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is not part of this universe. Not part of the Marvel All Universe, right. right. I think gotcha. I would have gone with Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Iron Man 3 if I nope. were playing the game. But uh, right, take it you easy. did the best you could. Thank you for the call. <laughs> uh, let's go to Michelle in Irvine. Hi. Hi. Hey, Michelle, we're playing Total Recall for Grammys tickets. There is no such thing as the rumored best new artist curse at the Grammys, like a lot of people say, when you consider that artists like Mariah Carey, John Legend, Carrie Underwood have all won the prize. Another band that did okay for itself after winning that Grammy was called The Beatles. The Beatles won the best new artist Grammy. How can there be a curse? In, in 10 seconds, name for me any three Beatles songs. Three Beatles songs in 10 seconds. Um... Shoot. Oh, Sergeant Pepper's, um, God. Sergeant Pepper's no. God, I don't think we that counts. <laughs> and imagine there's a John Lennon song. We were looking for... You gave me a hard one. <laughs> the Beatles. No, it's not. No. The Beatles. I love you, Michelle, and I'm hanging up. I respect it, though. She's like, I am young. <laughs> hey, Jude, come together. Strawberry Fields Forever. Let it be. I mean, right. there's a lot of Don't show off, people, though. <laughs> All right. Who's our next contestant? Let's go please? to Alan in Pasadena. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. 
All right, Alan. You know your Beatles songs. Would you have been good with that one? I do. I okay. do. Unfortunately, yours is going to be much different. Childish That's fine. Gam- I'm ready for that, too. Oh, boy. Well, then wow. shut up. Take Childish it easy. Gambino is up for multiple awards at this year's Grammys for his smash song and video, This Is America. Speaking of America, I want you to name for me any of the three states along our northern border. Three U.S. states that all touch Canada. Good luck. Washington, Maine, Michigan. Hey. Boy. Hey. Geography wins. Wow. Two seconds. Wow. Well Impressive. done. All right, Alan, hold on. There are uh, 13 states, by the way, in that category. All right. Thanks for that info, B. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> uh, let's go to Gabriella from LBC. Hi there. Hi. Good morning. Gabriella, um, here's your question. Alicia Keys is not only a 15-time Grammy winner, but is the host of this year's show on CBS. Speaking of keys, name for me three things that you might unlock with an actual physical key. You might carry a key to open what? Ten seconds starts right now. A chest, a, a lock, a um, a car. Oh yeah. man, so well close! Done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the drawing. Yeah, diary, a drawer, padlock, uh, your house. There's a lot of good ones. All right, we have time for just one more. I think. All right, let's make it. Alex in Los Angeles. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, guys. All right, Alex, we're trying to get you in the running to win those tickets for the Grammys this Sunday. Some of the frequent names in the best reggae album category show up again this year, like Ziggy Marley and Black Uhuru. But there's a first-time nominee duets album with Sting and Shaggy, their album called 44876. In 10 seconds, can you give me the three defenses that Shaggy would give if he were accused of three different crimes? (laughs) What would he say to those three accusations? 10 seconds starts now. Uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, I had no knowledge of that, and uh, I need to speak to my attorney. <laughs> Those are outstanding guesses, but we I'm sorry. We were looking for it wasn't me, it wasn't me, See, and it wasn't oh, me. Nope. I, th- I thought you were talking about like, actual legal stuff, not yeah. like, like his song. Mm. <laughs> It was, it Sorry, was, Alex. It was a shaggy joke. Okay. <laughs> thank you for playing. Uh, thank you especially to Valerie, Allen, and Gabriella, all in the running to win the tickets to be there in person to see the Grammys this Sunday. But unfortunately, only one can win this hour. Who's that going to be? Congratulations to Allen. Allen. Let me get the right line before I... Uh-huh. Hey, Allen, congratulations. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Have a great uh, time. Say hi to Alicia Keys for us. You. And thanks, I will. And thanks for playing the game. Oh, yeah! Don already It's Kevin and Pete! K-Rock K-R-O-Q. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, uh, every week at this time, we do it. We give you the opportunity to pick any song you want. If K Rock's got it, we'll play it. We call it Keep It 100. I gotta keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. Keeping it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100.
I'm going to just keep it a bean. All right, thank you, sir. Excellent choices again this week, including uh, texture number 99 was the Violent Femmes added up, which would have sounded real good. It's got a great xylophone solo in it, if I recall. That's from Ian and Burbank. That's a great piece of information. And Dan out of West Hills wanted TV party by the great Black Flag, which I know would have made Chip's little punk rock heart so happy. But only one can be texture 100, and it is Renee, who joins us on the phone right now via Northridge. Hey, Renee. Hey, hi guys. How you doing today? We are good. You? Oh, you know it's Friday. I figured I'd pick this song because you know, time to party on and and get down a little bit. <laughs> so we're All partying right. on and we're getting down. It sounds like a lot. Yeah, well, I'm you know, tired. I got it. <laughs> I got four kids, so, you know, I got to oh. take it all in. Real Holy time. crap. <laughs> now, Renee, um, this is a very important question I'm about to ask you. Where are you on the Fry-Yay versus Fry-Day debate? Do you mind Fry-Yay? Yeah, why not? It sounds fun, doesn't it? Nope. <laughs> no, Renee. Renee, no. 2020. Here's the thing. It's, it sounds like somebody who doesn't have fun using a word to make it seem like they have right. fun. Look, Renee's hey, got four hey, kids. Know. He's he's had plenty of fun. Let's face it. <laughs> All right, so, exactly. That's why I picked this song, guys. All right. Why don't, you, why don't you introduce it for us uh, and all the other K-Rock listeners? What's your choice? <laughs> My choice today is Sneaker Pimp, Stick Underground. Great one. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening, Renee. Keep it 100. Can you party to that song, like Renee said? No. He was getting down. Can you get down with that Renee song? Renee was getting down to He's that song. He's got four kids. You don't know what his type of party is. <laughs> you don't know his life. You don't know what he's about. <laughs> By the way, a reminder that we do post the Keep It 100 song on krock.com every week, and we also have a playlist that you can access on Spotify with all the Keep It 100 songs. All right, Allie, here's where we play our game. Renee, his choice was Six Underground by the Sneaker Pimps. What year... Was that song a big hit here on K-Rock? That was mid-90s. All right. It doesn't sound like a year. <laughs> so, 95, 6, 90, your... 96. Jeez, 19, 96. She wants credit. She's going to say 97 and 94, so she gets credit for all of sure. it. Sure. Um, actually, it was released in the UK in 96, did not become a hit here in the United States until 1997, so I oh. can't really mm. give it to you. It was uh, made popular from the Saint movie and soundtrack. Oh and yeah, then it, that it, was what broke it. The Saint. Well, that's what a lot of people. That's what a lot of radio stations around the country started playing because it was on that soundtrack. And then it was also c- continued to remain on the radio because it was a key scene in Can't Hardly Wait when Jennifer Love Hewitt walks into that yes, party. Yes, that's yes. what's playing there, which a lot of people. This remember. is almost as boring as the song. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, great choice, and thank you to Renee for checking it out. We'll do it again next week. On Keep it one hundred. Keep it one hundred. The Kevin and Bean Show. On K Rock. Time for one final look at uh, what's happening. Allie is here. It is Friday. What do you have for us? Friday. Thank you. It's like you knew it was coming. Mm. Yeah. How could I have? You guys been uh, keeping up with this Ariana Grande performing at the Grammy situation? Yeah. Ooh. She's she's calling people liars. It's not. It's not pretty. So apparently she was um, not allowed to perform seven rings during the show. 
apparently producers refused to allow her to perform that. Then they offered a compromise where she'd perform the song as part of a medley, but they insisted that they chose the second song, and that's when she reportedly backed out. Well, Grammy's producer Ken Ehrlich said in an interview that Ariana, quote, felt it was too late for her to pull something together. And that's when Ariana Grande took to Twitter. And she said, I've kept my mouth shut, but now you're lying about me. I can Why the f*** you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop f***ing lying. She said, I can pull together a performance overnight, and you know that, Ken. It was when my creativity and self-expression was stifled by you that I decided not to attend. I hope the show is exactly what you want it to be and more. Well, there is a long history of people wanting to do newer material on the Grammys, and the Grammys pushing back and saying, no, we want you to do the song that's nominated. That, that does happen almost every year. Right. But it usually gets resolved somehow, or somebody caves. It's rare that somebody makes a big public stink about it. I, I feel like it's Ariana Grande. She's pretty much the biggest thing right now. Her mm-hmm. album is out today. Right. Uh, you kind of bend to what she wants to do. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. I think she's she's a, a huge draw on television. Yeah. You get her on the show. If she yeah, if she if she wants to do the new song, let her do the new song. She then said, um, this is her tweet, I offered three different songs. It's about collaboration, it's about feeling supported, it's about art and honesty, not politics, not doing favors or playing games. It's just a game, y'all, and I'm sorry, but that's not what music is to me. I'm team Ooh. ponytail on this one. One hundred percent. Uh, this this Ken fellow seems to have some issues with with women. I don't know. Remember in the past what everything that came up about oh, Ken Ehrlich? Yeah, him I, saying that you know women don't have basically enough songs, and that's why they're not winning that, the Grammys. That's think, why they're not performing. Was that someone else? Was that Portnoy who said that? Bean Neil Portnoy? Yeah, I think he I, said I, that. I think that it was, and yeah. then he stepped down. Oh, can't be sure. Yeah. Ehrlich All right, is well, the, Ehrlich is the producer director of the Grammys who. Uh, I don't know. I I, I, I take it back then. (laughs) He just has issues with this woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's all very, uh, just let her do a song. Don't you think that's going to bring more eyes in than... Yeah, agreed. I mean, she's given them three options also, which seems like the reasonable thing to do. Absolutely. Well, uh, Grammy producer Ken Ehrlich also is lamenting the show's inability... I hate women! Inability to even interest uh, the genre's most widely recognized artists in performing. That genre being hip-hop. He's basically saying that um, they had offered performances to Childish Gambino, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar. That would have been a good show. Yeah. Yeah, but they're just not interested. And here's his quote. He said, when they don't take home the big prize, the regard of the Academy and what the the Grammys represent continues to be less meaningful to the hip-hop community, which is sad. That's not good. It's not ideal. In other words, what they're saying is the Grammys have disrespected hip-hop for so long that we're not going to go out of our way to do a favor for you. And uh, this is happening at the same time where there's huge representation in nominations now. I mean, they're trying to make up for past mistakes, but it hasn't healed the rift yet. Yeah, I mean, the first year they ever had the hip-hop award, they didn't even televise it, so no one went. Yeah, Will Smith and Jazzy just skipped the show because it wouldn't be televised. And then it went through all those years where... 
really great rappers for losing to Macklemore. Yeah, Eminem lost to Steely Dan. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of get where hip hop's coming from on this. Maybe, maybe spread the love. All right, I'm more. I'm team ponytail on this one too. Then, <laughs> well, she's not part of this. But oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Remember when Macklemore was winning everything? <laughs> I would rather Macklemore less. Oh, I see what you did. Now, Jensen, mm-hmm. this will be your first Valentine's Day as a married man. Yes. Are you feeling extra pressure on what to get, Danielle, or are you just like, all right, calm down, everybody? Um. That's a good question. I feel I've been a little nervous about my picks, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this is a very interesting uh, survey from Bankrate. They found that men will spend, on average, $339 oh. on their partners this year, while women will spend $64. Womp <laughs> 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 womp. Here's an interesting thing. However, women also said that they only expect their partner to spend an average of 154 bucks on their gifts. So we're just we're getting some good stuff, right? While men wish their partners would shell out on average two hundred and eleven bucks, we're just spending sixty four. <laughs> so there's a big discrepancy there. But I don't know. Also, no offense, dudes, but as women, we could just like write out a little piece of paper, like "Hey, free BJ," and you guys are like, "Woo, best gift!" Right? <laughs> I think we we get off a little easy. What <laughs> we. We have it easier when it comes to Valentine's Day, right. in I've, my impression. I've complained for years that uh-huh. Valentine's Day, like anniversaries, are a men buying gifts for women holiday. They're not, mm-hmm. even though they, they claim to be representative of a couple's affection for one another. Right. That's not at all how it works in the real world. Valentine's now, that doesn't Day makes to... being angry every it year. Does. It does. It makes it me does. angry. Every but day also... is Valentine's Day. It means Exactly. Us. So it doesn't apply to me. It just doesn't affect <laughs> sure. me because uh-huh. every day is Valentine's Day at my house. But right. I'm saying for the poor schmucks who are still playing the game, it's not It's not equal distribution. That's for sure. Yeah. Did that you love her more. Than, no. You love her more than she loves you. That's he's, what I'm he's saying. He's amped up is what I'm saying. He's really going nuts. Do you know what you got? Um, did you get something already? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I have a plan. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> okay, no. I hate surprises. <laughs> this is a very... Your wife doesn't listen to the show, does she, Jess? No. Okay, good. Oh, God. Why That's, believe me, look, as you're working with a couple of married guys here, mm. that is a key survival tip. Right. Don't listen the, to the show. The less they listen to the show, the better. I wonder if she listens in the car. Probably not. I mean, Danielle, if you're listening... Encourage right now, her not to. Yeah. If you're listening... I got you a couple Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her wherever she, your collection. Yeah. Wherever she's driving, that she can't pick up K. Rock. You, right, you might be right. Frequency call now. Yeah, no, don't call. Don't please. call now. Okay, please don't call. You guys, what what have we become? Um, uh, we're making it easier now to um, drink chips. <laughs> this is this is what I'm saying. What? So eating chips. It comes with the hazard of greasy or cheesy fingers, which oh, is you know a what? huge problem, I'm in. apparently. I'm in now. Oh, you see? Know I, I knew out, you would be. But you're speaking directly to me. Because so, I, you're right. I, part of my OCD is food on hands. Really? And, uh, Cheetos, nachos, yeah. all of those things. You're right. Something weird, not to go off track, but my father loves Cheetos, mm-hmm. the yeah. puffy ones. Nightmares. Um, we, we, <laughs> Cheetos Hot little nightmares. nightmares. We yeah. gave him... For Christmas yeah. one year, a Cheeto towel that oh. he would just use I get it. for the Cheetos. Yeah. That's speaking your language right yeah, 100%. there. 100%. Danielle okay. recently went into the bathroom and said, why is there red all on this? And I said, I had Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a murder scene yeah. of Cheetos. Yeah. When I well, eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love hot Cheetos. <laughs> I 
those kids bring me joy. Well, here's the thing. There's a snack maker in Japan that has come up with a novel solution of drinkable chips. It's Tokyo-based company Koikeya. Sure. Sure. They call their creation one-hand chips, and they come in a variety of flavors. Here's <laughs> not that kind of one-hand bean. The chips are pretty much splintered into super small pieces, and there's a bag that comes with a small opening on the top, like a bottle opening, so you just chug your chips. Wow. <laughs> What? Do we need this? What have we become that chips are now so hard to eat as a human that we now need to drink our chips? Yeah, well, what I'm saying is I thought you were going to... I What I'd like to invent okay. is some sort of chopstick that oh, I can deal with God. the Cheeto, pull it out of the bag and just eat it directly <laughs> so I don't touch it. I don't need it in liquid. I just need something. Even if you make chip gloves, I'll probably wear them. Yeah, these aren't liquid. I thought that when I saw chips. You should just chips. pour it in it's a just, bowl and just use your mouth. It's Ugh. just literally <laughs> chips like broken down into the smallest of pieces. Yeah, well, that what sounds it sounds terrible. like is the people who the bag is nearly empty and they just dump whatever's left in the bottom of the bag into their gullet. That's what right. it sounds like this is. They're just smashing all of the chips mm-hmm. into those tiny little pieces at the end. When Cheetos made the white puffs, mm. they were speaking to me. The cheddar? Oh, the yeah, white cheddar? cheddar yeah. it doesn't well, because my... you're racist. No. No. <laughs> the puffs gotta be white? I get it. <laughs> no. But you still get the, it sounds racist. the residual on your fingers. Yeah, but it's white, just not it doesn't colored. play out. Does it, yeah, it doesn't play out. Mm. If you're white. You see that? You mm-hmm. see that? You see how white people do? I do. There, There is a black woman right now listening mad because white the white ones are awful for her <laughs> because she's getting that residual on her hands. So Don't trust Whitey. You're would, saying that it's a great invention. I would just like to say that it's not the end of the world. I'm just saying. If you get a little residue on your fingers. That's Jensen's privilege. And then your whole day when you're touching things, you're leaving no, the residue no. out. You wash your hands. wash your hands? I do wash my hands. It doesn't come it off. It does. You guys, That's, all You're day being long, ridiculous. No, 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 no. All day, as a Cheeto enthusiast. You are insane. All day long, the tips of my fingers, inside of the nail, the cuticle, all that stuff will have small amounts of residue. Then you need to buy a little brush and keep it right by your sink. I don't have to get into CSI every time I eat Cheetos. What I'm saying is when I eat Cheetos, I'll wipe them down and wash it off. It's very easy. But also, it's just not a chip I really... I love it, but I have problems with it. Complicated. It's a complicated relationship. Very complicated. Holy crap. You are straight crazy. That was a real deep dive. Are you guys saying, for reals, Uh not a bit, are you guys saying that after you eat Cheetos and you wash your hands, Mm -hmm. you think it comes off completely? Yes. Absolutely. You're wrong. Okay. It doesn't so come off. So there's like an indestructible Cheeto-ness that is constantly on your hands. Yeah. Does it ever come off? Yes, is it comes it there off in now? time. No, it comes off in time. A couple How weeks? much time? Maybe a three yeah. or four washes or something over time. Come on. Yes. I'm not saying that it's on your hands all day and it looks like you murdered someone with your fingertips. What I'm saying is that it shows a little bit. You need to uh, double up on the meds. Well, maybe. That might be right. I just, I can't. Right. Let's, uh, Nor can I. Let's wrap this up, you guys. Speaking of wrapping up, Ellie. <laughs> uh huh. For some reason, somebody made the decision to not play Jensen's wrap up song this week. <laughs> Would you mind if we heard it? Not at all. I wonder who that could have been, Dean. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. <laughs> somebody. Hates it's a shame me. there's no uh, way to recap things that happened during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. <laughs> 
It's Friday on the show and I'm nervous for you. So in case you missed it, here's the weekend review. Our office is a danger zone, it's totally wet. So we catch the diseases that only pirates can get. Everything is fine is what we're constantly told. While we watch fungus grow on top of the black mold. Hope we didn't affect sweet little Haley Joel. Or I'll catch a flight to Mars and jump in a black hole. Allie caught a cold and missed some days in a row. And I got to say hello to Alicia Keys on the phone. But if I get the plague of some type of polio, I'll do medical trials and try to make some dough. Mark Paul stopped by. But it's hard to tell Was he exposed or is he saved by the bell But if I'm really sick and I die real fast Put on my tombstone, check out the podcast <laughs> Nice had a Podcast theme. is available at radio.com iTunes, wherever you get yours And here's a reminder, by the way In addition to all of the Kevin Bean podcasts from this week There's a brand new episode of the B-Team podcast First one of 2019 Also available for you if you want to go there Those guys are out. lazy Am I right? It's February <laughs> Okay <laughs> Some birthdays for you. John Grisham, Nick Nolte, Seth Green, Cecily Strong, Anderson Puck, and John Williams. And that's what's happening. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random max of helpfulness. We all win with Strikers commercial free-for-all during your drive home today on the world-famous K-Rock. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday morning. Go Ducks. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. At the end of the day, you're all going to die. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Hey, now. E.W. Ladbat. Oh, that was a massive waste of time. What a devastating and pointless exercise this has been. It was horrible, too. As soon as I was finished, as soon as I finished, I was like, what did you f***ing do? What did you just do? And when you're done, cleanup is quick and easy. Just pull out the sleeve, pour out the contents, and wash it with soap and water. Guys, that was bitching. Bong, bong. Uh, my name is Sandy Warhol, and uh, I just finished eating uh, a hamburger. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.